We're live right now. We're live right now. Hi. Hi, Jay. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna look at those lashes. The breeze. Whoosh. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. How you doing? <laughs> oh my god, I'm doing I'm doing great. Yo, I thought today we were like, we we're gonna call in and say, okay, we can't have the show today. No, 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 you can't do that. You can't do because that. You know how you know how we divas are, right? Mm-hmm. We have to take ten years to do our, our nails, our, our this, our that. But it's funny we have no hair. What took us so long? Listen, it's no. The the, the proof is in the makeup. It is not in the hair. Okay, <laughs> you can have anything on top here, but if the makeup is not right, girl, no, no. We had to make sure the makeup was on flick. Of course, of course. And as you can see, I got my henna on today. I see, it looks so beautiful. <laughs> yes, thanks oh, to my girl down at Ishwari in Heritage Key in Antigua because she just did my stuff. She did it yesterday. Girl, so, you, you need to do it permanently. It looks hot. No. I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. You need to get with a program, you know? You need you to, know, you need to I have, I have a, I have a tattoo on my back, but that's about it for right now. <laughs> for right now. She's like, I'm, she's like, leave me alone. I'm a chicken. You tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, guys. We like to warm things up before we get started. And first of all, I want to apologize uh, for a bit of a late start today. Um, but needless to say, we're here. We're good to go. And that's, you know, when you're dealing with social media and internet and all these different things, sometimes mm-hmm. you will find glitches. You will have little issues and you will have to um, restart and do all sorts restart of things. Restart and reset. Yes, 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 yes. But we're here and we're definitely going to give you guys a show. Welcome to Kako T. If you're just logging in, like to give people a little bit of time so they can come on, uh, you know, warm the people up a bit. I see you drinking something. You drinking a Kako T, my girl? Yes, girl. Okay. Let me see that cup. Let me see that cup. That mug is uh, a car. I had to put a race car on it. Big up to Helter Skelter, Team Helter Skelter here in Antigua. Good. <laughs> Trust you to have your race car mug all locked. Yes. She's ready. She's ready for, for today's show. Ready to get. I want to say hi to everybody coming in right about now. Um, I just want to welcome all of the viewers, um, those of you viewing on Facebook and those of you who will be of course, listening to the live, uh, um, the podcast, sorry. So I want to welcome you on. Um, I also want to encourage you to hurry over to the uh, Facebook forward slash jail I is page. Um, so that's where most of the action will be happening. If you, you know, I'm trying to get people to get off my personal page and get onto the profile, you know, and, and people are taking... Maybe you have to change the name. They're, they're, <laughs> they, I don't think they want to. I don't think they just, they just, they just don't want to. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't want to because, um, unfortunately, I cannot accept more friend requests on my page. And, and people want to actually look at the show. And in order for you to look at the show, you, you need to be either on my page or have access to my, to my personal page. So the best thing to do is to get onto my actual, um, 
um, fan page and you'll be able to actually get all the shows as it happens. But people just like hard of hearing. I just don't, I don't understand sometimes, you know, but that is life. That is life sometimes. That is life sometimes. You got to just roll with the punches. And that's what we're going to do. And I just want to welcome everybody. We got people locked in from the UK. We have people locked in from Dominica. We have from Antigua. I want to say hello and shout out to every single person who's locked in. I want to tell, if you're celebrating your birthday today, I want to wish you happy birthday. Um, it's, it's getting nice and warm right now. And I am so excited for the warm weather here in Canada. I know you're in the heat of things. Um, not, yes, I'm not even yeah. mentioning my guest name because I haven't even <laughs> introduced her yet. She's just, she, she right now, she's just a pretty face to all of the viewers and the folks listening right now. Don't forget, you can actually comment while the show is going on so you can comment um and uh, you can ask your questions make sure you get your questions pumping quickly so we can um get renee to answer um and of course renee if there are any questions you just call my name i know i did i did i did (laughs) if if there's a question you don't want to answer i know you know the exact answer for that right Yes, yes, she knows the she knows the answer if she don't want to answer. Um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna just um, get started with the show. I wanna um, welcome the folks who are logging in uh, right about now. We have a few, quite a few viewers logging in. If you want any of my guests' uh, social media handles, they're uh, right above the box. So you just click right above the box and you can um, get all her social media uh, handles. You can click on there. You could follow her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, today I have a wife, an aircraft maintenance technician for the Caribbean airline, Liat, founder of the Caribbean's first all-female drag race team that is LHF Motorsports knee Lady Haspora fam the winner of the 2015 Atlanta Georgia's curvy idol and winner of the 2014 carnival plus size model international in Trinidad a digital Antigua brand ambassador, a model, a mentor, an entrepreneur, a woman who can rock any hairstyle including a ball head Hey, hey. <laughs> my girl Renee Edwards Ambrose, welcome to Kako Hi, Jay. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so happy to be here. Somebody said yeah. twins. Some, uh, yeah. <laughs> somebody said. I, I saw the comment. I thought it was like, <laughs> hey, how are you doing? This is my twin. I met her. Listen, when I met her, like her personality matched mine. Like from the start, and I met you when I had ball he- when I had ball head as well, right? Yes. Well, let me give a little rundown how we met. So, um, Dominica decided to have our well, Ruth Augustine actually decided to have uh, Dominica's next supermodel. I think it was the, the first or the second. I can't remember. It was the, the first? The first. The second one. I came. I came to the second one and the right. third one. Right. Okay. So the first, the I second think. one that she was, yeah. I actually emceed for all the, her, every event that she had annually. Um, so I would be there emceeing and then 
I remember, you know, she gave me this little this little um, booklet and she said, oh, we got to introduce one of our judges. Um, she's from Antigua and blah, 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 blah. And then I see this bald head girl, you know, um, come out. And, and those days, like nobody had bald head. I mean, no women had bald head. People were just like scared to rock a ball head and my hair was actually freshly growing from the ball head and i was like my twin she has a ball head you know and she shredded her stuff on the runway people were screaming and she, i mean from the time we we met it was almost like love at first sight because it's like oh my yeah. god like we share similar interests um you know you you are super hardcore in one way i'm super hardcore the next way and yeah. we just it, it just it just worked and and i'm so happy to have you on Kako T, Renee, I, I, I really appreciate it. Shout out to all the folks out there in Antigua who are locked yeah, in. Shout out to everyone watching right now in Antigua. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Renee, what is the difference between Butters and Renee? Okay, so right now you have Renee. So it's Miss D Delicious, um, very, very introverted. Um, both are very driven, I can tell you that much. And, um, but Butters is the more hardcore, in-your-face kind of tomboyish type of, you know, don't mess with me, I'll mess you up kind of person, you know. So, um, <laughs> but Renee is, is more reserved, more, um, she put, she tries to put, put her, her structure, her sentences very, um, very formal, formally, um, and try to put it well together. Um, but you can tell the distinct difference. You can tell the distinct difference. Sometimes butters comes out in Renee as well. Like <laughs> when I get really, I will look all cute and stuff, and then someone does something and snaps, and boom. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm watching an episode of I think what is it Days of Our Lives. <laughs> oh, okay. <And> okay. <laughs> there's an episode of Days of Our Lives where where Abigail is now pretending to be um pretend to be another character um i i don't follow so too well but my cousin watches it and i was just happened to be looking at it and i'm like i'm hearing you talk right now and i'm like that crazy girl don't <laughs> tell, tell nobody i won't tell, tell nobody <laughs> i promise to not tell nobody so today we have Renee for a little bit and ho hopefully we get to see a little bit about us throughout the show right we'll see we'll see she makes a grand entrance <laughs> cool. yeah you have me like you have me like this crazy person this is this anyway but it's but i it's have okay. myself it's it's okay and, and it works exactly. it works it works it works exactly yeah. now growing up <laughs> where there were um were there any people you would look at and say i want to be like so and so not really i knew what i wanted to be but looking um looking back i don't think i ever had someone that would be like oh i want to be like that person when I left high school, um, mom, well, when any child leaves high school, their next question from their parents would be, okay, so um, what it is that you want to be? And I told my mother, look, I want to be a mechanic, a drag racer, a pilot, and an engineer, right? So she's like, uh, cool, cool, you have to do one at a time, right? That was leaving high school. And by the age of 29, I accomplished all of that that was in the list. Wow. A -L -L. <laughs> wow. Why did you want to be a mechanic? Um, 
I never, I never saw myself being the type of person that would sit around in an office and be um, locked to a computer 24-7. I was more of the hands-on type of person. Um, from a very young age, I always used to like, like fixing things, just getting hands-on into anything, fixing the TV, anything that's broken in the house. Mom would be like, when I come, something broke. Gone and fixed that. So straight out of high school, and I, I went to an all-girls school as well, straight out of high school, um, I did two years of, of, of automotive engineering. And surprisingly, we had, we had three girls in the class. And up to this day, they are also involved in engineering. One is doing, also doing aircraft engineering in the States, and another is doing civil engineering. So um, even though we started off basically doing the same thing, yeah, we've all branched out into uh, different engineering fields. Mm. And would you would how are you treated? I really want I'm really interested to know. Are you treated differently by the opposite sex in the same field? It is um, yes and no, right? There are men in the industry that are very um would would encourage other women to be involved in it. Not because, oh, we look cute or whatever, but the, the mere fact that they know that what we're capable of, and especially seeing women doing things on their own in a male-dominated field, I think for some men that, that, that's a great thing. And they would want to have um, some form of influence in that, right? However, there are others that, for some reason, as soon as a woman comes on board, it's like, oh, what should you do? Yeah, even if not just in aviation, or mechanic or automotive mechanic, but also in even drag racing. I can remember this time I went to, to Nevis to drag race and my mother was at the starting line. Shout out to my mother. So um, we'll talk about her later. Um, <laughs> and she, she was at the starting line of one of my races. So when I was about to start off the race, uh, one of the guys at the starting line went, oh, well, woman having this thing and woman supposed to top woman cook. And so mommy turned around you just watch this girl just miss kill this man on the track so said so done i won the race by um like a hundredth of a second now you can only imagine that that's like a like wink a, like you know yes. but a win is a win is a win right a win. so at the end, exactly at the end of the day so um yeah they have there are people who will encourage women and on the flip side, there are other there are men that would would not discourage women, but they would, you know, throw in the little the, the little hint comments like, oh, um, if you know you don't want to do this, don't get into the field and that kind of stuff. And, and it's it's just up to you as an individual to push through. Sometimes you listen to them and it would play on your psyche as mm -hmm. a woman. Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the day, it's up to you what you want and pushing forward and just doing what you want to do in life, no matter what anyone has to say about it. Wow, drag racing. Wow. Hmm. Why did you start a female drag racing team? The way how I am, Jay, is that in anything that I do, I want to encourage a lot more women into it. So no matter what it is, I, I just love being that um, person to push forward or to encourage women into certain things especially things that i'm i'm, I'm interested in so um when i met my crew chief at the time 
um, he was a part of Horsepower Farm, which has carts in Trinidad, Grenada, St. Lucia, and to some extent, Nevis, right? And I said, you know what? I'm going to use my platform as a part of this team to encourage more women into motorsports. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be driving or being a mechanic because um, motorsports is a lot, a lot more than just being inside of a car. You need administrators. You need persons that are involved in media. You need persons that are involved in, um, in, in planning an event. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I thought that it would be really, really neat to use my platform to encourage a lot more women into something that I'm interested in. And to, to be honest, there are a lot more women that are interested in it, but they never had that, that door to open for them. Not like me. I just kick down the door and just walk right in. But there are other people that need that that help to, you know, just let's go, let's go. Come, come, let's let's do this thing. You know what I mean? And um I thought that it would be really, really cool to have that. And from 2013 to now, um, I'm really proud of our progress as a team. Um, good afternoon to all my ladies, to Jodian, to Lenisa, to Narissa, to Devita, my mother, of course, who has to be a part of it. Um, my husband, Kenlin, who comes in once in a while to help out in wherever he fits in. <laughs> and um, yeah, everyone that has been really, really supportive of Lady Hospital Farm, because we've been doing really well and we have so much more that we can accomplish. And I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. That is awesome to know. Now, Renee, um, you speak, you're so like excited. You get so excited when you talk about drag racing. But I really want to know what exactly goes through your mind when you're in a race? How do you feel when you're actually, you know, in, in the car, getting ready to go? What goes through your mind? To be um, I'm nervous most of the time. And there are, there are more than one occasion where my my pit crew or, or even my husband would, would see that my eyes open wider than normal. And he's like, what, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. And my eyes just won't shut, you know? Because that, just that adrenaline rush of knowing that you're gonna be going at over 100 miles per hour, number one. And um, safety is paramount in anything that we do as drag racing. So apart from, from, from thinking about going from zero to 100 in, in a couple of seconds, you still have to take into consideration that there's so much that can happen between the start line to the finish or even after the finish that you have to prep your mind for things to happen in the event of. So there's so much things that go on upstairs. I mean, yes, you have your helmet, you have your safety gear, but what if a tire blows out? What are you going to do? How are you going to, to, to react in the event of? So these are all the things that go through your mind, apart from just winning, apart wow. from just winning. Because even though all of that is going through your mind at the same time, you're like, okay, um, I want to win, but if this happens, how am I going to handle it? You know? So these are the things, and all of this is going on within seconds, within seconds, all of this is going through your brain. So have you ever had an accident? Yeah, I've spun out. <laughs> I've spun out twice in my race car and um, I've launched my car before and the, the steering wheel came off in my hand off of the satin line. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, first time, the first time it was driver error. That was my bad, right? Where um, I went up against Decky from St. Kitts. Shout out to everyone at Team Dragon over there in St. Kitts. And um, this guy, he's all this. Like, he will always talk and get try to get into your head. And 
it was a hyped race, right? So everyone was waiting to see this race. So we left off of the line and we were really side by side, but he started pulling away. And then like halfway down the track, I see myself starting to reel him in. Now, stick a pin. The track in Nevis is a lot shorter than a lot of tracks around or the Caribbean. So you as a driver have to be very cognizant that as soon as you almost reach the finish line that you have to take into consideration, you have a shorter distance to stop, then you have a stop it, then you have <laughs> a drop off. So if, if your brakes fail, crap or smoke your pipe. Yeah, I was about to say that. Safety equipment or safety safety things in place for for this event, right? These are the things you have to take into consideration. Anyway, I digress. So after I left and I started reeling him in, right? I was not easy enough at the finish line. He's oh my God. So after I passed the finish line, I was like, oh shoot, I have to stop. Bam, slam the brakes. Now going at 120 miles per hour and then slamming your brakes on a real wheel drive car is the most catastrophic thing that you could have ever done or I've ever done in my life. And I paid the price. <laughs> and the what car happened? just spun right, it spun right out. Girl, I'll show you the picture because I take pictures of everything. So it spun, it spun right out. Um, I wasn't hurt. The car, the car was not hurt either. Thank God I was not hurt. Um, but that was a lesson learned because that, that never happened to me as a result of driver ever. Ever, ever again. Wow, that sounds like a very, very scary experience. You mentioned yeah. you mentioned actually um, having a crew and going different islands. How many competitions yeah, yeah. have you participated in off the top of your head? So far, uh, we've participated in 13 events from since 2013. Out of the 13 events, we've podiumed nine times. Um, three winning and the other second place. So, wow. and we've also won best female female race of the event in Trinidad um, year before that. Okay, someone's asking, how does on detach there's one detach their steering wheel? I think that's what she meant. How yes. does one detach okay. their steering wheel? Okay, so in my my drag car, which is a 1986 um, chopped up. RX-7, but it has a V8 engine in it. Um, it's a it's a fully built race car. So you know in some of the race car, you can detach your wheels just so that you can exit the car um, because you don't have an adjustable seat to push for, pull forward or push back. So it's a case where you have like a knob at the back that would detach detach the, the steering wheel. So mm -hmm. what had happened was everything was fine. I burnt out everything. Everything was fine. But I don't think it had locked in into place. So by the time I launched, the G-Force is just threw the steering wheel off of, off, of the, off of its seat. And I just quit engine, stop engine one time, right? Because that's what I learned to do from the start, that as soon as anything goes wrong, these are the things that you need to do in the event of. So wow. that, is how, that, that is how it got detached. <laughs> and that never happened again. And listen, even when I'm moving the car, I ensure that the actual steering wheel, I tug on the steering wheel to ensure that yes. Now, it's still there and it's not moving. <laughs> wow, I'm just like, I'm so like intrigued. Um, just, just talking to you, just listening to you talk about, you know, knowing, knowing where the engine, what to do in the event of, like you said, you launched and that steering wheel detached and yeah. stuff, knowing what to do. When 
you are actually working on an aircraft. Um, <laughs> okay, with a plane, it's completely different because I feel like you're dealing, it's a, like a life and death scenario yes, because you have a lot of people's lives in your hands. Not only that, but it's more regulated as it as it comes to to um, having an authority that you have to follow certain rules. So it's it's more regulated when it comes to aircraft because someone's signature has to say, okay, well, this particular component went on safely in accordance with such and such steps. And in the event that something goes wrong, the last signatory they're the ones that are held accountable for any mishaps that happen. So yes, it's a lot different than, than dealing with cars. With cars, you can just pull over to the side of the road if something goes wrong. With planes, you can't pull over to the side of a cloud and be like, okay, let's, let's roll up sleeves and try and get things done. You know, things either have, you, you have we, we carry out preventative maintenance on the aircraft to ensure that we have safe flight for our passengers. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we have to think about it as what if our family members are on this aircraft? Wow. So these are the things that you have to keep in the back of your mind. Wow. Now, uh, describe for me uh, the process of transitioning from a job which requires Renee getting her hands dirty, like real dirty, <laughs> to becoming a model. I mean, look at you. Look at you on on the show. Like, who would, have, who would think that you're a mechanic, right? Uh, how do you transition to this polished look? I don't think it's a trend. Because to be honest, I can do everything with a full face beat on and my lashes. And my, and <laughs> She's like, I could put on my heels. <laughs> And to some extent, my nails, right? And all I have to do is call my makeup artist. Shout out to Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Um, the thing is, if I have work to do, I don't worry about this. Or if I have to do a shoot after, then yeah, I go and I get freshened up and then I put my full face on and, and, and do it, right? It's all, it's all up here, Jay. It's all up here, right? Um, I don't think that, that my devaliciousness should take away from me being a mechanic and i don't think it ever has i mean there are numerous amount of times when um i've gotten a flat on the road and i changed my, my wheels in heels right there are certain times i would come out of a club and someone wants help to change change this put their spear on and i would still do that in heels you know so at the end of the day the face that's right the face don't matter <laughs> One of our viewers definitely just said that. Laura Alcara said, face don't matter whatsoever. Okay, now you're, you're a plus size model. How long have you actually been modeling? To be honest, I never liked my smile, period. When I was younger, I never liked my smile. And... I wanted to enter pageants so badly back in the day, but because of, of, of following my religion and going to church with mommy, Seventh-day Adventist, um, it was always, oh, no, no, no. Then I, I got an opportunity. Well, I tried out for Queen of Carnival in 2012, where it went down from, a, from, a, from 200 and probably 20 pounds to 194 pounds. Still didn't get through. But then as soon as I finished auditions and they told me that I didn't make it, I got calls from all over. 
um, we need you to be a plus model on this, or we need you to be a plus model on that. Now, at first it was like, um, it's not that serious. I don't think that I have what it takes to be that. But then after the first, the first time I modeled for Shandy Lewis for his carnival costume, everything kind of exploded from there, right? Oh, wow. Then someone encouraged me to do the plus size, the plus size uh, pageant. And then that too opened doors for me. You know what I mean? So um, I guess I just rode the wave after that and made it look darn good. <laughs> that, that's what it's about. That's exactly what it's about. Now, you, you, you are a plus size model, but have you ever experienced body shaming? Because like just as of recent, like I was, um, you know, that's always happening. You post a picture, yeah. you're normally a skinny girl. You post a picture with a little belly going out and everybody says, boy, you're fatty. This, I remember once um, I posted a picture. It was myself and another uh, big girl, you know, posted a picture on, on Facebook. We were together and this woman came out of nowhere and she was like, you know, um, uh, people out in the media should be a certain have a certain image you should be skinny and this and that um have you <laughs> have you ever experienced body shaming and how did you deal with it well any any person that has that voluptuous state at some point in time would have someone be like nobody got to lose some weight right um for me i got hit with body shaming from uh a drag racing perspective. I can remember one time I took a picture, I put it up on, on Lady House Power Farm, and this guy came like, oh, if you're carrying extra tires, the car is not going to go any faster than that, and you know what I mean? And I was like, look, there are so many different guys, especially in the same country that you're in, that have pot bellies and kegs and whatever else, and they're doing the same exact thing. As a matter of fact, my car is still running faster than theirs. So I don't see what the problem is there. If I am if I am happy and confident with myself, then if I know I need to do a little work, then it's up to me to go and get work done. But then it's not up to you to go all up on my post and be like, oh, um, extra tire. And no, come on, man. That, that's come on. You wouldn't like anyone to do that to your daughter. That's you know? true. You that's know? true. So what would you of that they would dish out all this shade or dish out all of this criticism and they don't think that oh well how would how would how would i feel if someone did that to my wife or if someone did that to my daughter or my mother yeah, because, you know what I mean because you have to think about it too like beauty is in the eye of the beholder you might you Correct. might be thinking you're skinny and somebody might be seeing you fat right and if that person sees you fat it's up to them to judge you however they want, but it's also up to you how you're going to receive it. Exactly, exactly. If you're going to be all up in their the, the mother and... Uh, no, I mean, that's that's not the best way to do it. Come with a, a wicked clap back and you keep it going, right? Mm -hmm. I can also remember this time. I wouldn't really I wouldn't really consider it to be body shaming, but I felt really bad after it. I was in the club and roly-poly was playing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, as soon as Roly Poly start playing, that people, hey, <laughs> a gentleman came up to me and said, Miss, Miss, you calm on yourself because you're not fluffy yet. So I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you're like, even when you're fluffy, you're not fluffy. He's like, you can't win. So by saying you're not fluffy enough to so dance to this song, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
all right no problem <laughs> exactly what i'm saying because you might be thinking you're you're thick and this guy thinking you're skinny because you're not fluffy I was, like, i was like as soon as mr killer come i was like yeah that's my jam that's my jam the man's like nope <laughs> You got to put on like, you know, like stuff 50, more, 50 more pounds and then you can probably shake your rump. You know what I mean? Come on. So, but, but <laughs> no matter, no matter what it is in life that you do, whether it's your weight, whether it's your career path, whether it's, whether it's wanting coffee or tea, <laughs> there are going to be people that have opinions on what their perception is of, of what's good and what's bad. Right. So Very at the true. end of the day, it's up to you what you as the individual want to do. And where you want to go in life, and what it is that you stand for, at the end of the day, regardless of what other people say and what whatever they have experienced. 